what it comes down to really is your own determination. And that's true whether you're teaching yourself or whether you're getting a formal education. Like that university degree is not going to get you a job on its own. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name is Charlie. And I'm Femke. Today, we want to talk a little bit about being self-taught versus getting an education. For those of you who don't already know, Charlie and I both went to university to study design, but we thought it would be great to get into a bit of a conversation about whether it's worth going to design school or whether you can be self-taught. But first, Charlie, I just wanted to check in with you. Uh, Considering this podcast is about side projects, I thought it would be nice if we check in with one another at the start just to see how our own side projects are going. So how how's it going this week? Busy? I like this idea of checking in with each other. Uh, my side projects this week are going well. I am currently in the middle of editing a lookbook, which is like a style video. And that involves me shooting some footage with a friend who is a videographer in some various sites in London, which was really fun. I've never worked with like someone taking professional footage of me before. You know, I always just tend to film it myself or just get a friend, usually my sister, to grab the camera and film a few shots. So, yeah, that was interesting. And now I feel a lot of pressure to edit this video well because the footage is good. (laughs) How's yours going? It's going really good. Today being a Thursday is when my newsletter is going out. So this morning I've just been spending time putting the last finishing touches on there, sending myself 100 test emails and making sure all of the links work and that I've got the right content in there. One week I accidentally had the wrong content in the newsletter and didn't realise until after I had sent it out. So that was a bit of a bummer. So that's what I've been working on this morning, as well as a new blog post went up this morning. And last night, I spontaneously decided that I wanted to redesign my website, as designers do, randomly. So I got caught into a few hours of just going for it, basically. No planning whatsoever. I just had some sort of epiphany and just went for it. So we'll see if that actually comes to life or or not. That's exciting, though. That's always fun, having a new website. Yeah, I think being, being a web designer and having your own website, like, I'm never fully satisfied with it. Totally. You know, because I I always want to improve it and there's always things that I know I could be doing better or I have ideas and I just want to add to it. So it it can be a challenge managing your own website as a web designer. Yeah, definitely. Also, I find myself getting frustrated because having to put time aside to do those things, like there's a lot I want to do on my blog. I'm really not happy with how the homepage is. Like I want to make it more like thumbnails of posts rather than a list. But that involves setting aside time to like learn how to code that because I like maintain my blog myself. So I just haven't done it yet. And every time I look at it, I'm like, I really need to do that. Yeah, it's one of those things where I have that too, like similar, you know, I want to change a layout or something and I'm like, oh my gosh, but the time like, oh, it's doing all right. You know, people are still visiting it. No one said anything. So, you know, there's, there's not like that pressure yeah. to do it but it's still something that I really want to do so but that's cool that you are working with someone else for your uh, lookbook this week was it is there a reason you decided to work with someone else just just for fun or did did that person have some skill that you wanted to use 
Yeah, well, he's um, a videographer, so he films and edits videos for a living and, you know, is very good with framing and getting the shots, that sort of thing. So I thought that, yeah, it would be cool to try and up the quality a bit. I think this is probably now going to set the standard a little bit too high for me to maintain on my own, though. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. But it is kind of a special one, filming on location rather than just, you know, with a random background. So it was fun. That's so cool because your style videos are always quite fun. Like the your editing is super top notch. It's always in time with the music. And yeah, that's what I found that like when I was editing past lookbooks that I really enjoy the editing stage, but the footage that I had wasn't quite what I wanted. You know, like it didn't. But you know, you work with what you've got, and now I've got some better footage than I usually have. So that's exciting. So self-taught versus a formal education. Uh, I say formal education because I think that teaching yourself is still an education. Would would you agree with that? Yes, definitely. I think that's a very good thing to distinguish. Yeah. And I don't know, design is one of those industries where you can be either self-taught or have a formal education, been to university or a community college or something, I guess, if you're in America, a polytech in New Zealand. There's lots of places that offer learning about design and it's interesting that when you meet another designer, unlike when you're perhaps something like a doctor or a teacher or one of those more traditional career choices, you don't know that the other person has been to a university and had that you know, tertiary study. I know, Femme, that you went to university and studied design after already having been to university to study marketing. We talked about it in a previous episode. What made you choose to go to university versus teaching yourself because I know you had been doing online tutorials. Yeah, so I decided to go to university mostly because I I needed that self-confidence and I think I have briefly touched on this before but I'll just go over it again briefly. I was teaching myself mostly on online through tutorials and whatnot and and you know people that I like you and other designers that I'd sort of made friends with. I was kind of learning as much as I could, watching over your shoulder occasionally. (laughs) And I decided to go and study because I wanted to connect with other designers, uh, especially, you know, students that were really getting that hands-on 101 experience. So it it wasn't for the theory per se. It was more something that I wanted to do for myself to see what goes on in the classroom and learn a little bit more hands-on with with other students around me. But I think it's also important to note that I didn't go and do a full degree. I just went and did a graduate diploma, which took me a year and a half part-time. And the reason that I decided to do that was mostly because I didn't want to do a whole second degree. Uh, Yeah, understandable. (laughs) That would have been seven years at university, and honestly, I didn't think it was worth it. So I just went and did the graduate diploma, which basically meant that I skipped the first year of the degree and did the second and third year, which was really interesting and lots of fun as well. I definitely learned a lot. That's good. So obviously, since you decided not to do another degree, and I think we both agree on this, but designers don't need a degree, right? Like you can get just as good an education being self-taught as you can at a university. Would would you agree with that? Yes, but I think it also depends on the type of person you are. Yes, that is a very good point too. 
Yeah, I think it's totally, I mean, if you're teaching yourself, you have that responsibility and it's totally up to you how much you want to learn and how far you want to go with it. So like you said earlier, you know, education doesn't have to be going to university. It can be, you know, learning by yourself. So that could be online courses or it could be even going to like a night class or something or like uh, a, a meetup that is focusing on a particular topic, teaching a topic in, in design or something. So it's all about how much you immerse yourself, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And you, I think you have to have a lot of determination to be self-taught. When I left high school and went off to university, being a self-taught designer, it just literally did not cross my mind at all. I had no idea that that was even an option that just wasn't talked about through my design classes in high school, which is interesting, but I'm really glad that I did go to university because I don't think I'm the kind of person who would have done well under a self-taught situation. Now maybe I could, but at 18 when I went to university, I think there's definitely no way I could have had the drive and the passion and the you know, self-motivation to try and teach myself. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Also, I think if you if you look at the job descriptions that are up these days for designers, I think the requirement of having a a bachelor or or a certificate or something is decreasing more and more. At least for me, what I've seen is they're wanting people with actual real experience rather than someone that has a degree. Yeah, what I've seen a lot is it's saying uh, a relevant no something like a degree or relevant experience. So I think that's people accepting that experience, you know, is just as important as the study. And like you've said, you've seen some asking for just experience, so maybe even more so. I think the thing about getting a formal education and going to university is that sort of paved the way for me to get experience. Like that was my way into doing design briefs and knowing how to understand them and you know, work through a process and build my process in a way, that's what helped me at university. And I don't think I could have gotten any of the design experience that I did have without that because I would have just been going in blind. Yeah, I think for me what I learned the most at university is critique. Yes. And handling feedback, you know, whether it's positive or or negative and hearing that feedback from you know, your classmates who are on a similar level and from the tutor, who's obviously a high level. So if you, well, for me, when I was teaching myself, I would, you know, follow the tutorial, create whatever was required for me to create and then just move on to the next thing. So there wasn't like, you know, there wasn't a community there. I mean, it depends what you do. If you do like a Skillshare class or something, often you do get the opportunity to Uh, post your work I think and people can leave you feedback I'm not 100% sure if that's true but I think you can do something like that but the things that I was doing is there was no sort of community of people to leave feedback on my work so going to university really opened me up to to critique but also in that students are not very good at giving critique because they get really shy and protective over their work So that was kind of a a secondary learning experience that sort of came with that as well. Yeah, I remember that all too well. And I think I've made a video actually about uh, advice for critiquing work. 
because that was a huge problem in university and I struggled with it as well. You know, I was just as bad as them. You were probably a bit better because you'd already been through a degree. You know, you had that experience already. So you are probably a bit more open to joining in. But when you're in your first or second year, no one wants to speak up in critiques and everyone's going to benefit from people speaking up, whether you've got a good thing to say or a bad thing, whether you're, you know, in quote marks, right or wrong, you know, it's just important to have a discussion. And I think that is another, like as well as learning a process, that's definitely one of the main things that I got out of my formal education as well was critiquing and being forced to in a way, because if I wasn't forced to, I probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I think more and more now with, Facebook groups and Slack communities opening up. I think it's becoming more accessible to get feedback on your work if, if you're self-taught. But at the time, like three years ago when I was doing it, there it wasn't that set up yet. So yeah, I really enjoyed that part of going to university and, and critiquing with other students and hearing what they had to say. It's important. It's definitely an important skill to learn critiquing. And yeah, I, I think it's hard to learn through online communities, I guess you could learn from observing. And I think that's probably the case with a lot of self-taught stuff because yeah, I think critiquing is a very special skill. Like you have to know what to say, like what things to look for, like saying, yeah, it looks nice is not useful to anyone, you know? No. But that's obviously your first reaction when you see something that looks nice. And I think online you sort of quick feedback is encouraged whereas in, in classes I remember we would sit there and I'd listen to the person presenter and then have to like think about, you know, questions to ask them or things to say and it wasn't so immediate. So it sort of gave you time to ask yourself some questions about the work, I guess, in order to feedback. Yeah, when I think back to my critiquing sessions in design school, I just think of someone's student has hung their poster or whatever up on the wall and all of us are standing around it in a semicircle and we're just standing there in silence, like this awkward oh silence because no one wants to be the first one to speak up and offer, you know, a suggestion or constructive, you know, crit- criticism on the work. So I think, I, I don't and I don't know if it's like that in all schools, but I think it could definitely be improved on. But you're right in that there is such a thing as good and bad critique. And I feel like design schools should sort of help help teach the students what they really should be looking for. Yeah, definitely. In a, in a design. So I think we're on the same page with, you know, self-taught formal education depends on the person, but both of them are relevant. Have you ever come across anyone, any designer rather, who disagrees with that? Honestly, I don't think so. I mean, maybe I know someone that disagrees, but I haven't had that conversation with them, so I don't know. Maybe that conversation will happen after this podcast episode. Maybe it will, <laughs> and it will be an interesting one. Uh, well, what what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Have you met anyone who disagrees? I haven't, and I've just been thinking about it. And like I was saying before, I'm thinking of all the designers who I know and I don't know how all of them were educated. I don't know which ones were self-taught. I do know a few who've been to university and I do know a few who've been self-taught, but there's a couple who I don't don't really know where they learned their skills. You know, once you're into your career and you're into the experience part, it just doesn't matter, which is really interesting. Exactly. That's really interesting. I wonder, you know, as a student, I mean, because, you know, when you start applying for jobs, you are likely to have to show some of the work that you've done and whether that's in the form of a portfolio or or a CV or whatever 
And if you're a student applying for a job and you only have student projects in your portfolio compared to someone who's self-taught and may have some more real world projects, do you think as a student it's worth pursuing other side projects outside of university? Definitely. I think that providing the skill levels are the same between, you know, someone who's self-taught with more real world experience and the university projects, providing they've been able to teach themselves the right things, you know, learn the basics and that sort of stuff. I think that the real world experience is going to win out every time over someone who's only been in that university environment, unless it's for like one of those agencies, you know, the old school corporates perhaps that really value having a degree because I think those things still do exist. Yeah. I think there the degree might win out just especially if it was from a fancy design school or something, they'd be likely to, you know, see that as prestigious. But I don't know why anyone would want to work in one of those places, to be honest. That's not for me. <laughs> yeah, someone someone told me, I wonder if I might have heard this from Sean West actually, which We'll link in the show notes. I think he might have said that if you are, you know, on your portfolio, whether that's online or a physical portfolio, and say you have school projects in there, don't say that it's a school project. Just say what it is. This is what you worked on. This was the problem. This is how you solved the problem. You know, this was the outcome. This is what you achieved. Here's the work. Say who you worked on it with and then just go to the next one, which I thought was really interesting. Because I think from his perspective, it doesn't matter whether it's a school project or a real project. What matters is how you interpreted the brief and what you did with it. I mean, what what do you think of that? I don't know if I agree with that, to be honest. I think there's a big difference between a school project that's just been like the teacher as the client, I suppose, and a real world business with you know, perhaps a business that doesn't have any design understanding and a business that has their own goals and objectives and their own personal connections to the brand that you're designing with. I think there's a big difference between, you know, dealing with feedback and balancing what they want versus what is actually good design and what is actually going to help them. You know, that's a delicate process to strike that right balance and get the client on board. It's a very specific skill and it's not at all like getting your tutor to like your work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I do think that it's good to not highlight that this is a school project, though, because it's still valid. Like, you still did the work and you still, like you said, took a problem and came up with a solution. Yeah, I think it's, like, common for people to sort of unbeknown to them, you know, if something's labelled as a school project and something's labelled as a real project and say it's exactly the same piece of work, you know, are people going to take the real project one more seriously than the school one, even though it's exactly the same? I think they probably would, just because of that connection to an actual client, you know what I mean? Even if you arrived at the same solution in the end, it would have been a different process working on a school project to a client project. Like, just the process itself would 100% be different. Yeah, and I guess it's impossible to replicate that process in a classroom without a real client. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of uh, universities, you know, tertiary education, studying design, have real clients come in. Like I know in my course, I unfortunately didn't get to work on it, but another like stream of a paper that I was doing had a real client come in to give set the students a brief and then they had to do work on it and present it to the client. And in the end, the winning one was chosen and used as a logo, which 
okay, I don't agree with that process, but it's still cool that they got to work with an actual client and, you know, deal with someone who wasn't just a tutor setting a brief. Yeah, we had that too when I, uh, at the start of the year actually, we had a project in my class that was for a, a real client and in the end they chose one of the one of the students' work to use. I can't say that it was similar to working with a, quote, real client because all the client did was come to the first class, give a sort of 20-minute presentation, and then we didn't see them again until the very last day. So there wasn't any sort of opportunity for, you know, collaborating with them or getting feedback and showing them revisions and, you know, really working together. I mean, I'm quite a collaborative designer. I like to work a lot with the client as well. So, I mean, it was still interesting and I think opened up some of the students in my class to, you know, having a real world brief, but I can't say it was as valuable as doing a real project. No, that's a really good point. And I guess that is just because it's so hard to replicate, but I suppose that's why it's really important for students to go and seek out their own experience outside of university. So as a, I mean, as a student that is busy studying full time, how would you recommend that, that they do that? Well, the thing is, and I know that university is very demanding, but for our design school in anyway in particular, you're only at design school for I think it's like 24 to 26 weeks out of the year. That's another whole half a year that you can be doing projects, you know? Totally. And I know it's nice to go off and just have a fun summer holiday, but instead perhaps you could be seeking out some work during that. And I know a lot of people that I went to design school with did internships over the breaks in agencies and things. I didn't because I was uh, not able to intern and work for free. I was saving up for lots of travel because that was my priority at the stage. But that was a really good thing for them to do. And it really helped them out later on, you know, being able to put that on their CV. Because when I finished university, I didn't have that much to go on my CV. But yeah, all it takes is that one first job and from there it can snowball and it's just getting that first job is always going to be difficult, but it's something that everyone has to go through, self-taught or formal. So what about if you can't find that first job, like you, you don't get accepted into an internship or maybe you live somewhere really remote and you and you can't find work in the design field, what, what would you recommend that person do? Go online is what I'd recommend. <laughs> Uh, you have to start building up your presence, building up your personal design brand, I suppose. Get a portfolio up there of your school projects, set yourself some projects. Like if you see a problem that you think you could solve with design, take that on yourself and do that and put it out there, write case studies about it, write blog posts about it, basically get people to understand your process and it will come. If you haven't found that first client, that first job yet, it means you haven't like searched enough yet. You know, there's. I think there's something out there for everyone who is passionate and determined. Yeah, I think my advice for design students is the best thing that you can do for yourself, for for now and for your future self, is over the summer, make an online portfolio. You know, whether you use Squarespace, which is like super easy, or WordPress, or maybe you want to get into a bit of HTML and CSS and, you know, explore that as a skill and build your own from scratch. And along with that, you know, if you even have one or two case studies up there, and it could be the university projects that you did, you know, just put up your university work, the ones that you're really proud of, 
you know, write maybe a 1,000 word case study on it. And I think that's honestly the best thing that you can do. You'll already stand out from the peers in your class because so many of the designers in my class didn't have an online portfolio. Same same for me. And I, I didn't even have an online portfolio until like my last year of university, but also that was a few years earlier and online was sort of in New Zealand anyway, like not as prevalent yet, but obviously now it is. What it comes down to really is your own determination. And that's true whether you're teaching yourself or whether you're getting a formal education, like that university degree is not going to get you a job on its own. No. And same with being self-taught. That online course is not going to suddenly make you a great designer. Knowing how to use Photoshop is not going to suddenly mean you can take on all these client (laughs) projects, you know? Yeah. And if you're not determined and if you're not willing to put in the time and the effort, you can't complain about not getting a job, you know? Because you haven't tried. Is that harsh? Maybe that's too harsh. No, I think that's perfectly (laughs) valid. So you obviously, you did design at high school. And so I guess in a sense, you've always been, you know, you've always had that design education and you've never really been self-taught. Or, or do you disagree? You know, have you have you spent time teaching yourself skills outside of that? I definitely have, but I think what it comes down to is that teaching myself is not the style of learning that suited me best back then. I think now it would. I don't think I could handle another formal education now. But studying design in high school, I definitely, in my spare time, whenever I could get some time on the family computer, you know, because no one had their own laptops back then, Yeah, I would go on Photoshop and play around with things, but I didn't really know what I was doing, to be honest. And I think these days with YouTube tutorials, which didn't exist in high school, that's so valuable. And I think that they must be really helping everyone who is wanting to learn design and maybe can't access it yet. Like perhaps high schools who don't have design programs, design classes, you know, learning online is great and knowing how to use the programs is a good start. And that's where I started just trying out different Photoshop filters and, Mm -hmm. you know, learning that sort of thing. But I soon discovered through my more formal education that it's the design thinking that's more important than learning how to use the software. Like that's just totally a method of getting the designs, you know, bringing them to life. But the thinking behind it is what's harder to learn for me anyway, by teaching myself. But I was able to learn that through classes and through being around other designers and just doing briefs, like doing the work. And I think that's a good point that you should learn by doing rather than just by like reading tutorials or following videos. You can only really learn once you're doing an actual project, whether that's set by yourself or set by a client. But would you agree with that? Yeah. So just touching on the last thing you just said there, if someone was teaching themselves through reading, so say they were reading design books, design textbooks, blogs, but never actually opening a design tool, what what do you think about that? Are they learning to be a designer? I think they are getting a good base in design thinking, but picking up the tools and actually getting started with arranging things and you know making a composition on the page is a different thing like that'll be them putting what they've read into practice and they might find that the composition comes easier to them if they've done a lot of reading and really understand and get that theory but I think it's learning by doing and actually trying things out is very important. So for me I don't know if this is just something that I do or others do but when I like when I hear or think about 
you know, successful designers that are self-taught, I kind of put them on a mental pedestal. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that because I do the same thing. (laughs) Compared to someone who has had a formal design education and they say they're like a product designer at Facebook, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But if they're self-taught, I'm like, wow, like that is so aspirational. How did you do that? And I I don't know, I I kind of feel bad that I think that way. I think... I've struggled with this too, thinking, you know, I always find when I see someone who's inspirational and they're self-taught that I think really highly of them. And then if someone who's on the same level as me, as I perceive it, because they've been to a university, then I'm like, oh yeah, we're the same, you know? Yeah. And I don't think that's bad. I think that's just us admiring someone who learns in a different way than we do. Because I know that I couldn't have done that. Maybe I'm just having no faith in myself, but... It does take a lot of determination and passion to, you know, be holding yourself accountable for learning because I was in a university where there was projects and there was briefs and there was due dates. And if I didn't meet them, well, then I was flushing my money down the drain, you know. So there was a lot of pressures and things keeping me on track. And when you're self-taught and you're just keeping yourself on track, I think I admire them not just because of their design skills, but because of their you know, personal determination and their perseverance. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously motivated, aspirational, dedicated. They have a passion, you know, all of those words. They, If someone is self-taught and has become quite successful as a designer, then, yeah, I think I think that's really admirable compared to someone who, who had a design education. And that's not to say that they are any less of a person, it's just like like you just sort of said, you know, obviously that person had deadlines and, and other pressures to to meet, but if they're self-taught, then, you know, they they obviously love what they're doing. I think, too, that we are not giving ourselves and formal education enough credit because design school is not easy. I don't know about you, but I I suppose I struggled a lot because I was doing it full-time and the fourth year in the final year in my degree had a thing called major project, which basically took over your whole life for about 12 weeks, you know, in a 12 week block. And that was so stressful. And, you know, anyone who can get through that obviously has a lot of determination as well, because a lot of people do, you know, give up partway through. There there was a lot of people in my course who started in first year and much less who started, you know, came back for second year. So I think that design school itself is still requires a lot of determination and perseverance. It's just a different style of learning that you've got someone else keeping you accountable and you're not just having to keep yourself accountable. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you think designers who study learn things that designers who are self-taught don't get the opportunity to learn and vice versa? I don't think it's that they don't get the opportunity. I think that Everything that you learn in a formal education, everything that you learn from being self-taught, you can learn in like the other one as well. That was terribly explained, but I'm sure you know what I mean. Because all that information is out there. All those people who have this past experience are out there. It's just finding the people to talk to and it's, you know, coming across the, the problems that then make you learn this certain thing. I think that can happen for everyone, no matter what style of education you're learning. It, they just might happen in a different order. Like someone who is self-taught might learn more about clients first off than they do about design theory. That might come later on and they might look back on their first client projects and 
think, what was I thinking, you know? Whereas someone in design school will learn that theory and then later on come to a client project most likely and be like, how do I deal with this? This is not like a university brief, you know? I think that the same same things will be learned but in different ways. Yeah, I, I agree. I think so too. I, again, it's all about, you know, if you're self-taught, it's up to you to figure it out. It just may take a little bit longer than if you were in a classroom having a tutor directing you. Yeah, it's, it's a hard one to to advise people on, I find. I often get comments on my YouTube videos of people saying, do I have to go to design school to become a designer? Do I have to get a degree for this job? And my answer is always, no, you don't, but you still have to learn something. You know, it's not going to be handed to you. It's not like you can just download Creative Suite and all of a sudden take on clients. I mean, you could, but those clients will probably be disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, now, now that you say that, if I think back to it, I think the moment for me when I decided that I was going to study was I was sitting in my very, very last marketing class. At, you know, this is at the end of my degree. I'm just finishing. And the very last slide on the presentation was career opportunities. You know, the the tutor was going over, this is what you've learned. You know, congratulations, you've made it, you know. As a reminder, here are the career opportunities of things that you that you have the potential to to go and do and, and use your study in, in that way. One of the things on that list was advertising. And underneath that, there was a tiny little line that said, you know, if you want to get into creative advertising, you'll probably need some formal education in design. You know, initially that was kind of what what pulled something inside of me and made me think, you know, yeah, well, I got to go and do that. But but looking back at that now, I mean, obviously I changed from wanting to do creative and, and branding work to web design. I don't know if I would have had to go and study. Like I, I can't fully agree with that slide that said that I would need to go and get a formal education in design. Yeah, you probably would have if you wanted to apply to like the Saatchis of the world, you know? Yeah, that's they, true. I think they're one of those, I'm making assumptions because I have not looked into this, so no one hold me, you know, no one take my word for this, but I think that they're one of those places who would see a degree, a formal design education as really valuable and probably take someone over that. But I think at most other jobs, like there are so many jobs out there that you don't need a degree for, to design jobs, I mean, like so many companies who that won't matter to, that they just want to see you, you do good work and that you have a good process and that you'd be good to work with. And so I think there's lots of other jobs out there that you can go for without a degree. Like it's not going to hold you back, if that makes sense. If you're still passionate and still learning, I don't think it'll hold you back. Again, because we both have studied, we're making assumptions here. Like we don't know what it's like for someone who is self-taught just because we're not that kind of person. We have a lot of respect for them, but I don't know if I could have taught myself everything that I learned at university. So now that we're both out of university, I mean, I know that you and I are both continuing to learn. So how how are you continuing to learn about design? What, what are you doing to continue teaching yourself? That's a really good point to make too, that I don't think design education is something that ever stops. Well, it shouldn't anyway, if you want to keep improving. For me, I read a lot of blog posts about design and, you know, new ways of thinking, new processes to try out. I went to the Future of Web Design conference earlier this year and there was a few really interesting talks there. One 
where someone from, I can't remember who's from now, but he talked about designing elements first rather than looking at the whole page. And that's something that I've then taken into my process and really enjoyed. I think it's about trying things out, seeing how other people work and seeing how that could work for you. I also think that I learn by doing a lot now, like I will learn HTML and CSS skills from needing to do something on my blog like we talked about earlier. How about you? Is it sort of the same? Do you go to, I know we're both going to a design conference together next week, right? Which is exciting. Yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes, I guess I learn at, yeah, design conferences and meeting people and having, you know, interesting conversations And also like you, you know, if I want to do something for my site or for my personal brand that I don't have the skill for, then I go and learn it. (laughs) I go and Google how to do a CSS gradient or whatever. I used to read design books, but I haven't been doing that lately. And I wish I still did. Same here. I wish I did because people always ask me for recommendations on good design books and I have to be like, "Mm, I just read The Martian on the tube, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really I really want to get back into reading design books. So if anyone has any good design book recommendations, actually, then please tweet us because we, we want to know. Yes, and also in the show notes, I might put a link that I came across the other day uh, to a blog post by a company called Envision where they'd put like a design library list up, a good reading list for design books. Oh, I think I saw that post too, actually. Yeah, so I need to check some of those books out. Sounds like you do as well, and maybe our listeners might want to as well, so I'll leave that in the show notes. Awesome. I think Medium is also a really good resource lately, and I don't don't know if it's just me, but I found this year especially, like there's just been a total boom of design-related posts going up on Medium. I don't know if you've noticed that too, Charlie? I definitely have, and I think the thing is that sort of content has always been being produced and being out there, but Medium is such a great platform to share it, and that's why we've been seeing a lot more of it because it's just much more shareable and it's really nice to read on there. I've been reading a lot of great Medium posts as well. What do you think of things like Skillshare where you can take a sort of online video course? I think they can be hit and miss about you know the quality of the course, But if it's something that you're really interested in and I don't know, does Skillshare have like a trailer or some sort of like teaser for what the type of quality of the course you're going to be before you get into it? Not always, I don't think, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I think that it's definitely worth it. Any course that you see about something that you want to learn, perhaps look at the reviews first if it's something like Skillshare, because I think anyone can submit a course on there, right? Or maybe I'm making that up. I probably shouldn't be talking about this. Oh, yeah, I don't know either. We shouldn't say. <laughs> we're just guessing. Yeah, we're just guessing, but it, I mean, learning of any sort is good. And if learning in a tutorial from someone else is how you're going to learn well, then I say go for it. Yeah, I took a class, an online class, a couple of months ago by this guy called Paul Jarvis, and it's called the Creative Class. And it's it's really a business course, you know, for freelancers to help get started with their freelance business. And it's sectioned really well into videos which which are basically like slide slideshows that's an actually a good point is perhaps if you're going to take an online class do a little bit of research into the the tutor because I know Paul Jarvis is great and he writes a lot of great design stuff and I'm subscribed to his email newsletter so I would definitely trust a course from him yeah it, it's a really good course it's I can't remember how many lessons there are I think there's at least 12 and they're on things like pricing positioning collaborating 
feedback, you know, just really, really good topics. And I did that when I was just starting the apartment. And honestly, it's been one of the best things that I did. And it's really reasonably priced as well. So I recommend, you know, if if you're looking for, you know, that extra a little bit of extra education and to learn a little bit more about business and freelancing, then I definitely recommend that. This is not a plug, by the way. He has not sponsored this. I'm just really passionate about his course because I think it's really awesome. And we will put a link in the show notes. Yes, we will. That's actually something that I found from studying at university. I didn't learn as much as I would have liked to about the business side of design. We had one paper on it and I've heard that that's actually rare. I've been talking to a few of my workmates here in England and they've said that they definitely didn't have any sort of design business learning at their university. There we were taught how to pitch ourselves in a way, how to set up a portfolio, what to include on our CV. But I would have really liked more of, you know, going over client contracts and things. I didn't even learn about what a client contract is for freelancing until, you know, a few years out of university. I just had no idea that that was a thing I should be doing. Yeah. And even like how to write a killer proposal. I mean, in the real world, proposals, are, you know, you're either going to make it or you're not going to make it. You know, that that can really, the quality of the proposal can really affect whether the client is going to go ahead with you or not. So I definitely think that that's something that schools should get on. Yeah, for sure. I would have found that so valuable to learn about. But in saying that, all that information, I've learned it online, you know, from talking to people in the right online communities, talking to the right people online. You learn that stuff. So what would you say to someone who is trying to decide between going to school and teaching themselves? Because I get this a lot in my YouTube comments, people saying, oh, I don't know if I should go and study or if I can just do it myself. Maybe I should do that. It'd be easier, which, you know, that's a different story. But what would you say in response to that? I'm trying to decide. It's a difficult question, right? Like when someone's basically asking you to pick their future or advise on it when you don't really know them. Honestly, I think it's up to them which is not a helpful answer I I really wish I could give you like a you should go or you should not go answer but I just can't because I really think it depends on the person and I think it also depends on their current level of experience and expertise so say they say they're 18 they're just finishing high school and all through high school they've been doing design anyway whether that's through design at school or they've just found their passion and been doing it outside of school, if they are super talented and already have a brilliant portfolio, then I reckon just keep teaching yourself and just keep going. You know, obviously it's working for you so far because you've got beautiful work and you've done really great projects that are really valuable. Then keep doing what you're doing and just push it further. If you need a little bit more of that direction and and guidance from tutors and peers and want that hands-on collaborative experience with others then maybe going to design school is more for you what do you think yeah that's pretty similar to the answer that I normally give everyone who asks me that that it depends on what type of person you are and what type of learning suits you best how much experience you have and if you're starting from scratch then I personally wouldn't know where to point people to start learning design by themselves I think I would tell that person to get a mentor. Yeah, that's a really good point. Someone who is already, you know, a designer and can can offer the resources to help guide them a little bit. Yeah, I think learning from other people and learning from designers who are already in the industry is super valuable. 
And I suppose at university you sort of get that because tutors have been in the industry, but often they've been out of the industry for a while because they've been tutoring. Yes. (laughs) Should we wrap it up, do you think? Yes, let's do it. This has been a really interesting discussion, I think. I hope everyone listening has found it interesting as well. It's a it's a hot topic, you know, self-taught design versus going to a university. Yeah, it's a hard one to have a strong opinion on as well, especially, you know, you're either self-taught or you went to school. Like there's no middle ground. There's no sort of like neutral position because you either did one or the other. Yeah, you're so right. And if you haven't done either, then you're probably not in the place to be talking about it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was a really good talk. I I wish I could have a better point of view, but I just honestly, if you are the type of person that, that likes to learn on your own and you're super dedicated and motivated, then yeah, go for it. I reckon teach yourself. And I reckon don't think that teaching yourself is the easy way out. It's definitely not going to be. It may be cheaper, although if you invest in some online courses, maybe not. Who knows? The point is that both are valid. There are jobs out there for both. And either way, you have to skill yourself and be passionate enough and determined enough to get yourself to a level where you can work with clients. Like neither of those methods of education are going to do it for you. It comes down to you. Totally. Great way to end. Yes. Where can people go to find us online, Fem? People can go to designlife.fm and there you will see all of the episodes as well as show notes. So you can visit all of the links to things that we've talked about and discussed in the episode, as well as you can subscribe to our newsletter. We will be sending out a newsletter for each new episode so you'll know as soon as it's live. Yes, please do. And also please follow us on Twitter at DesignLifeFM and tweet us any feedback. What do you think about self-taught versus a formal education? Let's try and, yeah, get some consensus. See if anyone is one of those designers out there who disagrees and think that you do need to go to school to be a designer. That would be really interesting to hear about. You know, we should do uh, a Twitter poll because Twitter just came out with polls recently. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. That would be interesting. Look out for the poll. (laughs) Yeah, head on over to our Twitter and vote in that poll. Awesome. Great to talk to you, Charlie. You too, Fem. See you next time. Bye. Bye.